0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because... Dell and Joe and me? Yeah, uh, Friday nights... Friday nights not for fighting. Or is that Saturday night? No, it's... You know, it doesn't really much matter. It's 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 fun night because thank God it's Friday. <laughs> the,
1: long story it, with all that. If I may... Friday night is not all right for fighting,
2: but Saturday is all right.
3: According to and John.
2: However, um, Wednesday is a good night for fighting, too, if you remember the, the Kingsman movie.
0: Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm Shujin Tribble, all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. And uh, let me go ahead and introduce you to the voices in your head that have yet to be properly identified because that's, that's the way that this works sometimes. Top left hand corner, North America, Calgary, where it's still, um, it, it's still fall, early fall. Dallin, hi. I have beer. <laughs> I have beer. <laughs> that's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, down to the right a little bit, Midwest of the US. Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Just a little bit more off to the right, Joey. Good to have you back. How you doing, man? I know nothing. Yeah, but you're here anyway. But that's okay. There's a there's a song lyric uh, from from Epic Rap Battles of History. Something about Jon Snow. Whatever. And uh, over the pond, over into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Coffee. There you are. Coffee. Good to have you. So, yeah, um, so a couple of quick pieces of uh, of information for everybody. Uh, item number one, I did not, uh, I did not finish my review of uh, the Stella last week. Uh, so, those of you that were watching last week would know that I was trying the uh, Stella, Stella out, 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 out. I don't know how it's been. The uh, uh, oh. beer and. Um, after the initial smells like beer. It was very light. It really didn't leave me any bad taste, so it was kind of uh, I guess the fact that I finished it and didn't really feel like commenting on it was kinda like eh, eh you, you know what whatever. So I guess um I I guess it's something I could drink in a pinch. Uh this week, however, uh I'm kinda breaking with some tradition. I have one, and of course, as with everything else, there's there's always a reason for it. So, uh, as uh, as check in for everybody, uh, how's everybody holding up this particular week? I'm hoping better than me. Yeah, anybody I'm can fine. just jump in here at this point. I'm trying
4: to... Um, yeah, everything's fine. Um.
2: Oh, if
4: I
0: could drag him. on life. Okay. Apparently Alice. Uh Joseph, whatever whatever yeah. is that's going on for you, uh the system is simply not letting you talk through. Uh maybe it's just that it's uh, not hearing enough audio from you, which is kind okay. of weird. Oh gee, how's that? That'll duck.
4: Is that okay? Sorry about that. Well, we got called down to the office because um, <clears throat> you know, kind of worried about what it was about. The, the the three of us in the IT department called down to the office, and um, they sat us down at the table, and then they pulled the uh, the director pulled out a letter. And apparently, um, the government was um, giving bonuses who, were, who went above and beyond in their work.
0: That's uh, nice during for a change. The,
4: during, during the lockdown. So, yeah. So, uh, the three of us in the IT department, we get a 100-year-old bonus for... Keeping everything going during the lockdown.
0: That's that's pretty good. Um, for uh, for proper reference for other people for later. uh if you deal with uh, if you deal with IT professional and you're not in a position to offer a raise to somebody or, or give them a bonus, pizza is very good. Send pizza as a bribe to your IT people, and it will keep them very happy.
4: Oh yeah, there's lots of ways to bribe us. Yes, but but you know, Coffee works too.
0: Well, yes, but I mean, there's there's only so many times that you guys were allowed to use that uh, that uh, crimping tool a second in order to make uh, you know new new ethernet lines. Oh yeah, wow, it's
4: very. Weird. But anyway. Yes. But, um. what's what's cool about it is the fact that the government doing that actually recognizing.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So congratulations on that part. Well, thank you. Oh. Fair enough. Uh, of course, as always for everybody, if you're watching live, and we do have a few, feel free to join us over on the live chat while we're recording. So, uh, Stephanie, Felix, you guys are over there. Thank you, of course, as always. Uh, the question um, on the on the floor, I know it's got nothing to do with it, but uh, my uh, my. Drinking utensil for tonight, shut up is, uh, it's, a, it's a It's a nice uh, It's a nice mug with uh, A dragon, it's a piece of pottery that was Gifted to me So, you know it's Nice to go along with all this I got a rock <laughs> You know, you're not allowed to start using that Until like the middle of the month at least Cut it out Yeah, that's what I'm going with. And, uh, Bridget, you're doing okay?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, nice and simple. That's, <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's, that's, that's the way it's going to be. Same,
3: All right. Same old, same old.
2: Uh, Bridget the Brief. Uh, there, there's your medieval name for you. That's <laughs> fine. Oh. <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: And, uh, of course, you know, Dallin, like I said, you know, it, it, it's not winter up by you just yet, but uh, I'm, a, I'm really? a little concerned with the air quality that's going to be circulating around up your way.
2: Um, uh, okay. Uh, been through a few seasons like this since I've lived here. And, you know, yeah, it, it, okay, yeah, the, the smell of wood smoke did wake me up this morning. Um, I guess the North is ablaze once again. I haven't really looked too much into it at this point. Um although I will say we're not exactly at California levels of screwed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty nasty.
2: I, I, I saw someone uh post something earlier today talking about um yeah, I'm I'm really digging these uh these new pictures uh that were taken from Mars. Oh no, wait, that's Oregon or something like that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, It you is. You know, I I I got to be honest. Every summer for as long as I've as long as I think I've been alive, I've always heard of California forest fires. Every freaking year, and it just leaves me to wonder. I mean, trees take a while to grow, so either you guys got have a lot of trees, or something, because you'd think it would all be burned out by now. Let's hope not, because that would suck. I I agree. I'm just making an observation, is all.
0: No, I I got you. I got you. And uh, the the question that was on the floor, by the way, was which microphone am I on at this point? I am not, I should not be on the webcam microphone, which I should be back on the correct microphone. And the way to test this is if I snap my fingers in front of the webcam versus right in front of my face, no, you didn't do that to me. Did you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Son of a... Really? You mother? All right, hold on a second. Really, that's the way, that's the way you're going to be? You're using them? Hold on. Three, two, one. So that should now be using... There we go. Great. That's just freaking great. Ever so much. Thank you... Uh, OBS. Okay, that's been, that's now fixed. This is gonna be one of those nights. I don't know why OBS screwed me over, but, uh, I thought that I had, I thought that I had everything right. You know what? It is what it is. We'll be fine. We'll, uh, whatever. So... Let me go ahead and get you guys uh, started for tonight's show. And um, uh, as a warning, for those of you that are watching, somebody is going to need this. And it's going to be me. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts now. And this week, I've labeled it home. I'm... I am literally talking to you from home. Literally we built this house. We we had construction people actually do it, but you know there there were a lot of pieces about this place that we did together. My wife and I, part of our family helped with a couple of pieces. Not the least of which was the uh the laminate flooring. That's a that's a whole other thing. Home is Not just a physical place. Home is where you feel comfortable. Home is where you can just be. Home is a place where you don't have to worry what anybody else has to say or what they think. You don't have to worry about somebody judging you. You don't have to worry about people being... Inside of your walls of protection. I talk a lot about things that are bothering me, things that that hurt me, and I have admitted that I talk on a very superficial level about that stuff. And for anybody who thinks, wait, I mean, he he talks about stuff that's like really like bothers him and and yeah – Yeah, do. And for me to say that that is a very superficial level of it all should give you some kind of an idea as to how deep this stuff runs. This house that I'm in, this is home. This was where my wife and I were supposed to live out. And for the last 15 years, it was... My house. It was my home with my little one, who's now off at college. This was supposed to be where we could just take the mini refrigerator, put it up in the bedroom, put a microwave on top of it, get an extra TV, put it on the dresser, and, you know, just every once in a while, if we wanted to just spend a john and yoko weekend in bed together we could the there is a thing there's a japanese thing and most people would probably not know about this and it's it's this and yes i know on audio you you can't exactly see it but what i have is a red ceramic well it's basically it's a Japanese piggy bank is really what it comes down to. But when you get it, it's got two white eyes. And the tradition is that when you get it, you have to make a wish for yourselves, a goal. Something that's maybe a little bit out there, maybe a little audacious, but still achievable. And we filled in one of the eyes when we got this after we were married. The wish was to have a home together. A home of our own. With our own kid. We're kids. We planned on two. And we had the house built. We had our kid technically built and we moved in and we colored in the other eye and yes we we broke out the funds that we had been depositing into it I mean it's a piggy bank basically is what it is this is my home this will be my home and it's Hard to look at this place and not remember the dreams that we had together for what this was going to be. It was a dream that we had that I never believed it could have ever been. I never conceived of it. And now that my wife is no longer here, nor my son. I have to live in this home. With all the ghosts that go with it. The reason why I'm drinking wine tonight is that, on top of everything else that had happened this week, it was also the week of that normally i would have gone back to the college that my wife and i first met at brought flowers to the band room where we first saw each other when she came into band late with her friend there's a story about that but normally every year i go back i leave flowers in the band room and i pick up another another case of one from uh, Woodbury with the pandemic and all going on this year I thought it simply was irresponsible for me to do that so this year for the first time in many I did not go and I want you guys to know something it isn't about going away to celebrate her life and ours together. It's about learning. It's about growing. And it's about respecting. So, 7th September, 1988. Late to the band room. I love you, Fujin. Not tonight. This is episode 328 on the Docket, Your Honor. Willful, especially, ignorance of reality destroys. None of us are surprised by the statement. Not by a long shot, but the funny part of it is, if you can even say funny, and I mean funny as in god damn it. We have to deal with this stuff over and over and over again. And it's not just religion this time, because this was also yet another event that happened in 2001 because of religious fervor. Yes, I still very much remember. So we've got stuff that um, is probably going to piss people off, rightly so. And we will kind of, we will kind of get to all this stuff. I did get looking up uh, information for Rafe Badawi. I have no new information on his condition at the moment, which is okay. Because the last time we got info, um, he was no longer on a hunger strike. He was still safe. I use that in guarded terms. But uh, he he was still safe from an assassination attempt, you might remember. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, two months, 27 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So, with all that stuff out of the equation, I think... uh, now is, uh now about a good time as ended to go ahead and uh, get into horrible scopes and then actually, you know, get into the stuff that's probably going to piss somebody off at some point. And if we haven't pissed somebody off, we're not doing our job right. So we keep that in mind. Um, What did Google do to me this time? A ferret, a frog, a tiger, and a lemur. Wow, all real animals today. Great. So, if you guys are uh, all good, we can get rolling on all this. You first. Well, I just wanted to make sure that everybody was, you know, it uh-huh. was good doing okay. That. So, your horrible <laughs> scopes for this week—if you know what your astrological sign is—great. If you don't know, uh, roll a D twelve and uh, ask Google to help you with that. Yes, you can actually ask Google to roll a D twelve. Don't don't do it now because we're in the middle of the show. So. Getting you rolling over here, Aries. Got uh, bad news for you. It's snowing in Alaska. Wildfires and dense smoke advisories in the Pacific Northwest. Flash floods in Indiana and Illinois. Tropical storms in the Gulf of Mexico. A frost advisory in the New England area. It's like summer's pissed off at autumn for starting that pumpkin spice everything
2: too early. Okay. That's, that's as good as I got so, you know, do whatever. <laughs> uh, Taurus, people talk about bats in your belfry, meaning the attic, but never about bats living in his parents' sub-basement and rarely ever going out in the daylight. I mean, how much milk does he need to drink or fortified cereal to eat so he isn't vitamin D deficient? Maybe that's how he takes his coffee.
3: Gemini, it isn't your job to keep the world spinning. That's what cars are for. That whole Newton's law about action and reaction might explain why the Earth's day cycle keeps changing just a little bit all the time. Until you're a flat Earther, then the world is like a 33 and a third RPM platter. Imagine how fast the wind would be howling at the edge of the world then. Now, I
0: I have a confession. When I was in grade school, I thought that's why the Earth spun. I, I was like second grade and, and third grade, and that's that's what I thought. That's, that's
2: why I thought the Earth turned.
3: Okay. <laughs>
0: hey, second grade, what are you going to do?
2: Uh, yeah, it's just scary to think that there are Grown men, some older than us, that actually think that way too. Cancer, Moonchild,
1: <clears throat> take a lower paying position, specifically on the first floor, so you don't need to take the elevator. Take that basement office with the plumbing mains that were run through it that nobody ever wanted. All the office space movie quotes will be hilarious, right up until the accidental fire happens.
0: Very accidental. Uh, Joseph is away at the moment. So uh, let me go ahead and uh, pick it back up again. Unless you're there, Joseph.
2: No, he completely disconnected.
0: Oh. Uh, Okay, well, uh, I guess going on from there. Uh, Where are we over here? Leo, getting into programming courses to learn about neural networking is great and all, but... Even those robotic companions you built are getting bored with you. So maybe you're actually good at what you do. Oh, and if you want to stay out of court, uh, stop calling them fembots. P.S. There's probably a a tennis player in Ojai, California, that would like to have a word with you about that, though.
2: Virgo. Life will come up behind you to kick you in the pants this week. So there's your excuse to not wear any. And before you use the whole, well, what about a kilt loophole? No, that will make it worse because then it'll be aiming for your Sporin. And if you don't know what a Sporin is, look at the guys who should know. You'll figure it out quickly
3: enough. Libra, after seeing how people are dealing with the social isolation, Libra, we think you could work as a pet therapist. You can start with that one poor pug dog on YouTube that's screaming at its owner. The current translation claims it's saying, please fucking kill me and my suffering. God is dead. We killed him. Be sure to get it on video and send it in because more funny, more money. Scorpio.
1: Wait, did I mute myself again? No, you're good. Scorpio. People say that spilling sugar and not cleaning it up is how you get ants. The only surefire way is for your grandparents or for your parents to have sisters. If that was confusing for you, Try to imagine how your grandparents will react when you explain to them that you want some.
0: Yes, I had had a hard time writing that one. Shuck, leave me alone. Sagittarius, stay away from the dairy products you have in your refrigerator, specifically the milk. It's gone bad. The worst part isn't that you knew it would, it's that you left, like, a quarter cup in the bottle for days instead of just dumping it before it went bad? You know better than that.
2: Capricorn. Your next shower will be interrupted by a power outage. And knowing the great god Murphy, it'll be just as you finish sudsing your hair with shampoo. See, this is why you should have shaved your head when you had the chance. Look, showering a bald head is as easy as wet, soap, stroke, done.
3: Aquarius, by the way, Capricorn, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about giving bad news to someone this week. They already know. All you'll be doing is mansplaining. Just don't do that. Literally, no one needs for you to explain something to someone when they already know it just because you think that they couldn't or that you know better than them. Pisces,
1: remember how casual Fridays were fun? How about asking the next Zoom meeting to be a Kigu Friday? People can wear themed pajamas, or character hoodies, or medical <coughs> bandage wrap to be the invisible man. Bonus points for originality. Like wearing a chroma key green suit, or sorry, green bodysuit under it all so that you can actually appear to be invisible.
0: And those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you enjoyed them, great. You can pay us next time and we'll be nicer to you. Spoilers. No, we won't.
2: If I ever end up at a job where, you know, we get the Zoom meeting every Friday or every day and that there actually is a casual Friday thing, I'm probably one time going to wear my fursuit head. Why? Because because I can. Damn it. (laughs) No, nothing wrong with that. And
0: uh, as a, as an aside, by the way, that uh, that one about uh, being the invisible man, that one's actually inspired by arguably my best Halloween costume ever. I got a black bodysuit, one of those one of those full body cover you up all the way, zip up to the like the back of your head, cover you entirely black, put on a good formal suit. Had a had a had a dress shirt, had a tie, had the jacket on, had had the slacks, had the the good uh, the good shoes on, and my bu- I went over to my buddy's house, and he's just like looking at me, and he's like, "I have to ask, what the hell are you?" I'm a shadow of my formal self.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I won most creative for the night. Okay, fair point. This one, however, was better than somebody else years before, who went as the Hulk, greened himself all up with makeup, and spent a good portion of the day ducking behind things like a couch, or a chair, or around a corner. When the same host actually finally got all pissed off, What the frick are you doing? I'm a green sneaker. Oh, OK. It, you know, it, if I remember correctly, he was he was torn between you win both you win best prize and GTFO. I can't uh, imagine why.
2: Yeah, but, you know, um, that guy is just a P.I.G. pig. Well, um, wait a minute. Get, 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 guess what I am right now? I'm a zit. Get it? <laughs> so I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah,
0: yeah. There is, there is that. There is that. So there's that. Um I guess we'll uh, we'll figure out what happened to uh, Joseph eventually. I'm hoping, of course, because you know is is what it is. Anyway. So. This, this, this whole topic tonight came up mainly because, how can I best put this, the current federal administration has apparently been futzing with the facts, intentionally misrepresenting information to the public. And for those of you that have not been catching any of the headlines, well, somebody never learned from Nixon And it's all on tape. Well done. Well done. Now the problem of it is, of course, this is nothing new. We also know for well that, like I said earlier in the week, we had the date where the terrorist attacks happened in the United States. New York and Pennsylvania, D.C. Um, I very much avoided a lot of that. I don't like to think about it, um, reasons. I will just go ahead and say that, uh, I was born in Brooklyn. New York city is my home in some way, even if I don't really remember growing up any of it in there, I am still a New York city boy when all is said and done. So it's safe to say that it, so we have that to look forward to people going ahead and saying you know if you go ahead and you do all this you follow me you're going to have you're going to have 72 versions when you die that's nice reducing women to a piece of physiology of anatomy brilliant we've had these cults of personality over and over and over again, and people will simply keep ignoring the reality that's right in front of them. I'm not going to use the word truth, because as we know for well, that's, that's like a curse word with me, because reasons, but in this current age of the 21st century, where literally we are conversing across the continent here with all of us, across the ocean whenever Joseph is able to get back. We could, we've literally crossed the planet when we had Jake Far Wharton on with us from Australia, for crying out loud. How is it? Why should it be that these cults of personality continue to thrive? And especially the ones where, you have to know, these people are absolute con men. Even the one who are women. I'm specifically looking at you, the Long Island medium. If I could pull you up by your roots and just dangle you over some piranha. But that's just me, because she gives Long Island a worse name than Long Island itself does. The accent. The accent. The fact that she's got a teased up a font like the 1950s is immaterial. I would pay good money for anybody to go ahead and throw one of those electronic zippos her way just to see. Man, she'd be pretty pissed. Kind of like Inside Out. Only, you know, female and with a much higher pitched voice than
1: uh, Louis Black. Except Pepsi won't be endorsing this one. That's true. Ooh. That's very true. That's, that's, that's well, shot fire. It's for right? anybody who gets that reference. Yeah.
0: That's an old reference. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Yeah. This, this is what happens when you start whitewashing stuff. So what are we as people who otherwise don't have, you know, throngs of people throwing their money at us to do? How do we do with these people? What do we do with these people? Because we know full well, fucked out of them on social media,
2: and I've been blocking enough of them myself. Lucky me. Well, you do what some people do: find their YouTube channels, watch their stuff, develop a YouTube persona. And proceed to do takedown videos, get yourself on Patreon, and profit. There is that. There is that. People have have
0: known me long enough to know full well, I don't exactly have a persona. I am who I am, and that's the way it's going to stay. Because it's easier to remember everything that way. What's the expression about um, needing to uh, not remember the truth intentionally?
4: Hmm.
1: On the bright side, we don't have to worry about the YouTube, YouTube algorithms or whatnot. There's not going to be any strikes against us because we're not monetized in the first place. And we don't sure. use
0: anything that could even be close to copyrighted other than, well, I don't think my p- parents can write properly
1: copyright by DNA. So, you know, it's, there's, there's that.
0: Uh, am I allowed to copyright my own DNA?
2: Give them time. Give them time.
0: I think that was a thing at one point.
2: Actually, well, well, no, it wasn't that you could you could do that to your DNA, but there was somebody that was trying to copyright um, the, the the human genome or something like that because they wanted to be the only pharmaceutical company that could work with uh, genetic medicine or something like that. I remember um, yeah. sort of earlier on when I when I first dove into this whole um, atheist slash critical thinking slash Skeptical. I almost said septic, but skeptical uh, <laughs> world, I remember I mean, hearing about this. I yeah. mean, you're not far
1: off with that. Yeah. I believe there is a ruling out there that you cannot copyright a naturally occurring thing. That would make sense
2: that would oh, make here, sense here it is um this is from hold on um man your google foo is great uh nih or the U, the u.s national library of medicine uh Our library God. of Med- wow okay
0: that's what i'm unfamiliar with
2: yeah here, here it is on june 13th 2013 in the case of the Association for Molecular Pathology versus, here we go, Myriad Genetics Incorporated.
0: Oh, this does sound vaguely familiar now.
2: Uh-huh. The U.S. Supreme Court is, well, yeah, <clears throat> ruled that human genes cannot be patented in the U.S. because DNA is a product of nature. The court decided that because nothing new is created when discovering a gene, there is no intellectual property to protect, so patents cannot be granted. Uh, Funny thing, prior to this ruling, more than 4,300 human genes were patented. The Supreme Court's decision invalidated those gene patents, making the genes accessible for research and for commercial genetic testing. So, yeah, I remember... Again, I remember hearing about this, and I'm kind of glad we got a resolution to it because, well, yeah, yeah, that's that that makes perfect sense. Of
0: course, I can see where that could get a little uh, a little bit dicey when you start dealing with um, uh, um, genetically modified crops. Because the old way used to be, okay, we've got yes, these so, flowers. It's called
2: crossbreeding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got these flowers. We're going to shake these other flowers on top of it and shake the other ones back on the other ones. And we'll see what happens in a season or two. And eventually
1: something will come out of it. Now, now the, the name of that pharmaceutical company, what
2: was that one more time? Myriad Genetics Incorporated.
1: Is anybody else hearing that and immediately... The idea of, yeah, that sounds like a evil horror film corporation.
0: They all sound like evil, horrible, manipulative. Not Johnson and Johnson. Uh, well, I mean, if you think of it in terms of Dick and Dick.
1: Yeah, kind of. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's Gerber. I mean, the most evil thing Gerber ever did was stick that baby uh, picture on the jar and then, you know, send it to. Locations throughout the world where people weren't literate enough to understand that the picture that's on the jar is not what's actually in the jar.
2: Baby oil, and then actually, uh, oh, yeah, and then I heard, then I heard, then I saw baby powder, and then I said, "What a country!" <laughs> uh, where's Wednesday Adams when you need her?
0: Yeah. Is it made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> thank you. Yep. but we've got these people that you know here's the here's the biggest problem we've got a situation now and i i i need to make it a little bit more specific than the the pussyfooting around that i was just doing we've got the trump administration the federal government Who has gone ahead and dicked around with, there's no other way to put it, the information that they were disseminating to the public about, about this virus, this, this novel coronavirus. They intentionally misrepresented it. The claim is that they didn't want to instill panic. The question that I have is twofold. Part one. The only reason people panic is when they don't understand something. Ergo, shouldn't people be explained what's going on so that they know how to properly parse the information that goes along with it? Part two. Where were the goddamned medical whistleblowers When we needed them. Bridget, you amongst us are the most medically trained. You know full well. Withholding information, especially withholding medical information, is when you're dealing with a specific patient, that could be considered. um, What's the word that I'm looking for here? Um, Wrong. Unethical. That's the word I'm looking for in a situation like this where the scientists the medical research scientists are the ones who've got the information who are hearing the the head of the the head of the entirety of that branch of government completely misrepresenting what's going on shouldn't there be an obligation to If nothing else, quietly slip information, you know, deep throat style in a manila envelope somewhere. Wouldn't, wouldn't that? Oh, right. Yeah. The got to watch out for the, the mail delivery these days, I guess. I don't know.
3: Well, it would have screwed up a book deal, so we couldn't have that.
2: That is close, I think, um, you guys have seen the movie Jaws, right? It's been a long time, yeah. but yeah. Okay. There was a shark. Mm-hmm. Roy Scheider's character knew there was a shark. The mayor or whoever the antagonist was, I can't remember. Because again, it's also been a long time for me. No, he was he was the mayor of the town. Yeah. Didn't want the information out. Why? He didn't want to inside a panic. Now, that's a movie example, and you can't say, well, a movie's not real life. Then <laughs> uh, allow me to further elucidate. And this actually goes back to my first year university. I tried my hand at engineering.
0: Uh, you, you need to be a little bit more specific than that.
2: Specifically, it was chemical engineering, but okay. there's, still a ge- there's still a general engineering set of courses you go through it in first year.
0: Well, well, no, wait a minute, because there's a big difference between um, – Chemical engineering versus things like um, when you're ready to build a bridge,
2: you know, you you get the idea there. Yeah. And actually, this is this is kind of where I was going. I'm leading the bit. Sorry. No, 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 no. One of the films that I had to watch (laughs) was about a was about a structural engineer, a guy who built buildings. Okay. He had designed a building.
0: Well, I mean that's that's what you paid to do at that point, yeah.
2: Yeah, and there were welded. Or there were supports or struts or whatever that had to be made, that had to be welded as they had to be constructed a specific way and had to be welded a specific way, in order for it to bear the load of. This was a shopping mall, a multi-level shopping mall. I think I know. Uh,
0: I don't remember the name of the place, but I think I know where you're going.
2: Yeah. Anyways, um, so the guy goes out and he gives the plans and the the welder is working on it. He comes in the next day and he sees that these struts were made wrong. And, you know, there was an explanation. Oh, the, the guy, he just got a divorce and he's not feeling that well. Okay. Well, if he's not feeling well, why in the bloody blue hell did you actually let him come to work? But, that's beside the point. So the the manager or whatever said, you know, look, don't. He's like, nah, it'll be fine. The guy's like, no, it won't. I have to get this. He says, no. Pressed for time, pressed for budget. We can't do this. And so the guy, the, the engineer is, he's at a bar and he's trying to work on something. I, I guess there's a way you can weld it or you could fix the weld to turn this shit shit sandwich into something actually that would work. One of his buddies, who's also an engineer, the whole thing was about ethics. Okay, the TLDR, the mall was built with the faulty supports before he could get the weld in. The mall collapsed. I can't remember if anybody lost their lives or not.
0: If it's the one I'm thinking of, uh, I believe so. Uh, I this, don't remember if it was only
2: one floor or two that collapsed. Yeah, but this guy ended up. This guy ended up taking the hit because he's trying to protect. Or well, the the, the boss basically said, "Look, you've got to take the hit for it because because you have to. Because no, because I can't." So the, the fact that somebody is trying to purposely keep information from the public whatever their motive this is not a unique situation i guess is what i'm trying to get to and the fact that you know somebody's trying to not induce panic or not you know thinking in their mind that their way is in the best interests of the people um that's the human condition unfortunately
0: I have a hard time thinking about these kinds of things and not hearing in my head, so to speak. It's lying. It's lying minimally through omission. Lies of omission intentionally are. Well? What's that word again, Bridget?
3: <laughs> cool. Thank
2: you. Well, I mean, it's the same thing of, um, the asteroid, you know, it's the, the question of the asteroid that's going to hit the earth. Do you tell everybody or do you let them live out their life for the next hundred years while you scramble to build whatever you need to build so that there's a chance that a portion of of the world would survive.
0: But therein lies part of the problem. Can anybody do anything about an asteroid that's about, that's going to hit however long it's going to be versus, is there anything that people can do to protect themselves from a disease outbreak?
3: Well, the other thing too is I'm not buying this whole Well, I knew, but I just didn't want to panic people bullshit because that's all that Trump does is try to scare people.
0: Yep. That's, uh, that's, that's very true. Things like, uh, warning the, the suburbanites that people, undesirable people are going to come into your neighborhoods and lower your property values. So you need to keep those. (laughs) <laughs> undesirable brownies out and before anybody goes ahead and gives me shit about it yeah try to defend it I you know I gotta watch out oh and
3: Air, Air tafa is gonna come for you
0: and MS-13 and, and um uh whoever the hell else the caravan from down south You no, know, you notice it's never a caravan coming from up north.
2: You honestly think we want to go down there? What the wrong what the hell is wrong with you? No. No, we know better. The only th- the only good oh, thing We
0: know better. <laughs> well the only good thing by comparison across the border
1: is gas prices. Canada has tons of fresh water, enough to last them for many, many generations. They've got plenty of moose they got plenty of maple syrup. They're all set. Dude, they've got all,
0: well, okay, I was was about to say they've got all the space in the world to spread out if they wanted to, but uh, neither here nor there.
2: Well, I'm actually kind of waiting to see, I'm waiting for the accusation from one of your future presidents that we have weapons of mass destruction. Um, Translated to, we have a resource that you want and we're coming to get it. Ah,
1: the annexation of Canada, right before the liberation of Anchorage. Dallin knows what I'm talking about. Mm. I do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Felix, Felix and I both know somebody who's um, up, kind of up that neck of the woods. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a thing. There's a thing. Oh yeah. By the way, to kind of go along with all that part, all you people from the U.S. who decided that uh, cutting through part of Canada in order to get to and from uh, Alaska. Screw you. Yeah, I, I think it's only fair that we bring them back up again because, you know, dumbasses. So, Just me.
1: If I were the Canadian authorities, I'd have been like, find the boat.
0: Yeah, that, believe it or not, I actually was looking to find out if there were any kind of ferry service. And I suddenly realized, oh, uh, no,
1: no. I mean, if there was, whoever fucking ran it would be making a mint right now.
2: Don't you think? Yeah but then again that would also okay but the only way that would work given the whole COVID thing hmm. uh, when you got on the ferry you'd have to stay in your car
0: yeah and that would take quite a quite a ways you know the, the only way of dealing with that I think would be to um, to have uh, a rail line oh that still runs into the small problem because I was thinking about the uh, the go line service if I remember right you drive mm-hmm. your car onto the onto the go line, and you go for, you know, however many hundred kilometer, 200 kilometers away, and then drive your car off, and, you know, you keep going. But that's a whole other thing.
2: Well, no, and I I guess that would work in that uh, if you got on it, say, in you know, let's say you drive up to one of the border states that would have the goal line, and it would have to be direct line to Alaska. Montana. yeah, so you, you drive into Montana, um, yeah, driving to Butte, uh, just as an example, you pull your car onto the go train, and that's it. Yep, it's a high it, speed it, line. Oh yeah, right, it, we don't have any high
0: speed lines here in North America, do we?
2: Yeah, because you know you're all too busy thinking about the Hyperloop. Yeah, it's
0: a whole other thing.
2: Yeah, and look, I love the idea. But the idea's been around for over a century and they still haven't got it to work.
0: Yeah, well, they've got Maglev working just fine over there in the over uh, the fire ring, so you know, eventually somebody will finally figure out fucking magnets. How do they work? Sorry. On. Is it the yeah. alcohol is that why I've been cursing as much as I have, or is it just that I'm pissed off tonight?
2: Okay, column a little, column so match, a little le- bit of column B. So it does exist. Okay. Uh, sorry, I um when I was going through the whole, when I was watching all the stuff on, on uh, the hyperloop, uh, mention of a maglev inside of it came up and I thought, okay. And the impression I was getting was that maglevs weren't, uh, being used yet. Like, you know, the, the bullet trays you hear, but okay, no, I was wrong. It turns out, yeah, they are, they are in service. So.
0: Well, uh, wait a minute. Y- you, You were thinking that Maglev high-speed rail
2: was not a thing? No, I thought that high-speed rail just meant it was a really fat, like a bullet train. But it was still conventional, you know, electric train on conventional rails. No, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, Fuji and I, when we were in Japan, we actually did ride the Shinkansen, uh, the high-speed bullet train in Japan. And oh, let me tell you, that was a glorious ride.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it would, uh, you know, th- th- there's there's something you could devote a fraction of that obscenely large military budget to
0: <laughs>
2: and infrastructure. Like, no, can you imagine? Because you've got your interstates, right? Well, I mean, even with yeah. Hawaii, no less. Well, not, not quite thinking Hawaii at this point. <laughs> I, well, no, I mean... Yeah, you you could make a, a maglev train that long, but you know continental drift. A um, couple of years, you're going to be doing quite a bit of repairs because you know the the islands are kind of not stationary. Yeah, there's a there's a whole thing with it anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, an overland rail system to get you from say Montana to Alaska would would be great. You know, in any stopovers, no, you can't get off because you're, it, it's, it's kind of like when I, when I fly to the States or when I used to fly to the States, I would stay at the airport. Yep. If I left the airport and got back in, I'd have to go through a crap ton of security. And I'd also have to get my bags to go with it. And they're being transferred from one plane to another. So I have no access. Plus, if I said, "Yeah, I want my bags because I'm going to stay here," um, I'd get a really weird look from the TSA person,
0: amongst other things. Yeah,
2: yeah, and you know, there's <sighs> okay. Look again, not one to kink shame, but you know, if you're going to do that to me, I would expect dinner first. Just saying. Something to be
0: said for that. So, seeing as how I've decided that. Um, Now that I've finished uh, a couple of glasses of wine, and I have no intention of drinking an entire 750ml bottle again, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Not going to happen. Learned my lesson. How about this? It seems only fair that with everything else that goes along with this topic, we need to address the old expression, drinking the Kool-Aid. Because drinking the Kool-Aid, as an expression, is incorrect. He was flavor They couldn't even spring for the good stuff. Because Jim Jones said, I want you to drink this. And people did.
2: Because he said so.
0: And they all died.
2: Well, yeah, because if you didn't drink it, he'd shoot you. So you know, yeah, n- nobody was getting out of that place alive at that point, yeah so basically, um, he cured cancer, so you know, good job
0: there, Jim. everybody, nobody died of cancer in your establishment. Well done. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, hold, I, hold on a second though Bridget mm-hmm. you 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 have seen pictures of Jim Jones, yeah, tell me truthfully. Doesn't he look like, I don't know, he's got one of the weirdest toupees known to man, but it's his actual real hair. Sorry, was his actual real hair.
3: And uh, he had a church in Indiana for a while. So how about that?
0: You guys have had a lot of things in Indiana that have really done poorly for the rest of the uh, You know, (laughs) you know, I was going there and then I suddenly thought to myself, well, you know, we've got a whole bunch of uh, astronauts that left the Earth from Ohio. So what is it about Ohioans that they know something that we don't, that they've been trying to get off the planet? So, you know,
2: uh..." gee, that could be almost seen as prejudicial, assuming that all Ohioans just want to go into space. You know, I, I granted if someone heard you say that, there'd probably be somebody on Twitter that would be offended by it. But look, if you lived in Ohio, you'd
1: want to leave the planet it sits on too.
0: See, I, w- I was about to say, is it is it that, or is it just that Ohioans tend to be smarter and physically more fit, so they could actually get through the astronaut program?
1: I wouldn't know about physically fit. Well, I mean, you're you are physical. There, there's. Awful lot of corn and pork going around here.
2: That would explain some of the uh, some of the selections I saw at IHOP when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: actually, come to think of it, hold
0: on. I'm trying really hard not to like completely tip into yeah. R-rated material now.
1: Um, the actual home of Bob Evans Restaurants, New Albany, Ohio. Go figure. So, yeah. If you want to know what a meal in Ohio is like, just go to Bob Evans. Actually, if you just want a decent meal, go to Bob Evans. I mean, hey, there you go, know, Joe. Their stuff is pretty good. I put yeah. something into our chat.
0: I'm waiting don't for the know. laugh. <sighs> nothing, Joe? Nothing? Oh, dear. <laughs> See, like I said, I'm trying really hard not to step into R-rated territory. We and-
1: we, we, we we were trying to uh, stay away from dot dot dot.
2: Yeah, we're still two episodes away from that. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Joseph was still on, I'm talking about cults and everything like that. His his standby and, and what he says all the time about survival by imitation. Yep. And the other thing it comes up to is, and this is more of a, a millennial thing, and I'm not throwing shade at all millennials or all Gen Zers, but the, the whole thing about adulting is hard. To be fair, it is. Uh, no, I, I agree. <laughs> As as part of that i can i can fully agree with that but the thing is a lot of people these days they're not ready or they're, they're, they they get out in the world and the culture shock just drops them you know their expectations are completely subverted which was the word i was looking for yesterday yes i just had to say that um but they Survival by imitation. So, you know, the the charismatic ones. The ones who seem to have an air of leadership about them are the ones these people will follow. Because, well, if they think for me, I don't have to think for myself. So my life gets easier because someone will do my thinking for me and I can sit back and go on Facebook and do do nothing. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have to be a functioning member of society because someone else is doing my thinking for me. And so when that leader is attacked, they defend them zealotlessly, zealotously because that's their, that's dear leader. That's their authority figure. And for some reason, they owe loyalty to him because that person is helping you to not have to deal with reality, so to speak.
0: Well, it doesn't exactly help that, let's face it, over the last, oh God, help me out on this one a little bit, Bridget. Uh, the 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 um, cost of living index, I think is basically what it comes down to, over the last- of 40 years has basically stagnated and made living, well, a crapshoot for too damn many people who are scraping too hard to try and get by where previously it was, go ahead, get yourself a job. Do you need college? Well, for a different kind of job, but either way, you're still going to be okay so long as you get a job.
3: Yeah, that's how it used to be. I mean, you used to be able to work over the summer and pay for a year of school.
2: (sighs) That's what I used to do. Yeah, and those jobs aren't around anymore.
3: It well, well, there aren't any that pay that much. get during the summer.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you know, anybody that expected to work at McDonald's for six for eight months and then go get uh, or for anybody that expected to work at McDonald's for four months to pay for eight months worth of education—that was insane
3: used to be able to do that though
2: yeah you see for me I had to work at a copper smelter and yeah uh, let's just say I learned a few things about hot and heavy metal
0: yeah not the least of which is you don't look into the plasma torch while it's working that's yeah. rule number two because rule number one is you don't look into the plasma torch while it's working
2: yeah and also you learn a uh, you, you learn a really cool thing about chemistry and physics at that point. If you pour cold water onto molten copper, you get an explosion.
3: Yeah. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. When I went to college, this was back in 1980, the fall of 85, spring of 86. Okay. Um,
0: so in context, this would have been um, 85, 86. So uh, Reagan, the beginning of Reagan's second term.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, FedEx was paying part-time college students ten dollars and eighty cents an hour, uh you know, for twenty hours a week, which was a lot of money back then. So I think minimum wage was still three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And now you start out at FedEx and it's nine dollars and seventy-five cents an hour. Yeah. So the wages actually went but, down. Yeah, but the college the last tuition, years.
2: yeah, but college tuition went from kind of reasonable to orbit yeah in terms of well, in terms back
3: of when I went it was with books and everything about six hundred dollars a semester yeah.
0: yeah and holding on to that also um I didn't get into uh working at a bank until 88 yes I'd come back from uh, I'd come back from college so it was uh 88, 88 89 uh and at that point admittedly it's it's you know several years later savings account in the US was ballpark
2: 15% that generic
0: too, yeah. generic plain jane savings accounts mm-hmm. so you know it's fair to say that things have changed And it is also, I believe, fair to say that things changed abruptly, economically speaking, where Reagan was concerned. Because those were the earliest times I can remember the very exact phrase, trickle-down economics. Yeah. Which is bullshit.
2: Yeah. And every time the model's been disproven... They say, oh well, it hasn't really been tried yet. Which you know? again, we say bullshit. Yeah. I yeah, but you know, no true Scotsman doesn't just fit for religion, you know? That's true. It fits for everything. God, I'm just suddenly realizing that each
0: time I'm saying bullshit, I'm 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 I'm, I'm channeling uh oh god, what the hell was her name from uh, The Golden Girls? Damn it. Hmm. Cause she was in um it, it was a line from uh, History of the World Part 1. Oh, God, if only they could get away with doing Part 2. Oh, God, I'm so yeah. sorry for that. Yeah. But anyways. But it's true. The the, yeah. the the following of ideologies and ignoring the reality of stuff isn't just religion. It isn't just about yeah. personal policy. It's not any one particular thing. It happens everywhere, including what otherwise qualifies for quote economics. Yes. I'm doing the, the, I'm doing the heretic woman air quote thing. Shut up. Yeah. Right but on. I mean, look at some. Um,
2: oh, okay. So, so yeah. Okay. Part-time jobs, all that stuff. Yes. But now let, let's move on to your 18. Maybe you don't want to go to college because you don't need, you shouldn't have to have a college degree to, you know, let's say go work in a factory and the factory's, used to pay pretty decent, you know, because hard blue-collar labor was appreciated and you were compensated. Yeah, maybe you came home at the end of the day feeling like hammered shite because, well, it's a physical job. But you got a paycheck at the end of the day that said, okay, bills are paid, car is paid, mortgage is paid, and I still have a little bit of money left over to get some food. I'm okay. Now, before he goes
0: on... If memory serves, that was basically the New Deal that FDR wanted. You go in, you do honest work, get honest pay, you got money to live on, and more so that you can actually
2: enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah. But when these larger corporations started outsourcing the blue-collar stuff to overseas because it was cheaper... Those jobs suddenly dried up. Yep. I mean, look at look around Pittsburgh. I mean, that was Steel Town. Buffalo you know? too.
0: Buffalo was yeah. one of the biggest suppliers of steel in, in the – at the very least around the Great Lakes. I don't know how far out they actually uh, went. Yeah. But one but, of the big areas where there is a big – we need to clean up all this crap chemical stuff – is the old Bethlehem steel plant. And the fucking thing is still in the process of being torn down and cleaned up from all the chemicals from over a century.
2: Yeah. And that's, and a lot of that, again, centers around greed. Yeah. See, back home, where I grew up, there is a copper smelter. Copper smelter and zinc plant. Well, you kind of mentioned about that, so yeah, yeah. I mentioned it before years ago. There was a plan to replace a lot of the copper smelting facility with what was called a reactor. It would have, it literally would have cut down the stages of smelting and refining in half because it was one. Okay, in the place we had. Okay, pardon the info dump here, folks, but uh, I need to explain this. The ore comes in from the mines. It's rocks. The rocks get put into a place called the mill, where they're pounded and ground into dust. The dust is mixed with liquid, some kind of solution. Some radioactive tracing is done in there so that you can, you know, when the shit goes through the pipes... You can see the stuff going through the pipes. And if there's a plug, you can kind of tell where it is type Mm -hmm. of thing. Okay. Um, This feed is then sent to a place called the dryers where it goes through a big tumbler. The moisture is taken out. And then this dry feed, which looks, it, it has the consistency of almost soil at this point, is left in a place called the bedding bins. The bedding bins uh, store the stuff until it is put on a conveyor belt and sent to a place called the roasters. The roasters are these giant four-story coal-fired furnaces that dry and, yeah, they, they superheat this feed, this moist feed, and dry it into something called calcine. Which, if you get any of that crap in your eye, it hurts. Yes, I speak from experience. Ouch. Yeah. The calcine is then taken by train, these little trolleys, over to the fr- over to the furnace, which they called it the reverb for some reason. I don't know. Um, this thing was fired by four gigantic jets that used that used uh, not bunker sea oil, but the one grade down from that. So I mean, if this stuff was, if you got if you got any of this stuff on you. Uh, nothing short of cutting that part out of your body would get it off. It's just it's thick, it's sticky. This stuff makes napalm look thin by comparison, and that is where and that's where the the calcine melts Oops, into. Sorry. That becomes the molten metal.
0: I'm sorry that Joey's not. Uh, Joey's uh, <laughs> stepped away for a couple <laughs> of seconds
2: here. Yeah, it. I'm kind of glad because he'd 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 roast me for that one. Okay, from the reverb the the now red hot liquid mixture is tapped out and sent to a group of cauldrons called converters and this is where the real distilling takes place uh these things are oxygen fired so it still maintains that temperature of about three to five thousand degrees uh celsius okay
0: i was about to ask you there for a second i was like yeah okay yeah
2: um And in these, they, they add sand or flux, which helps in the separation of the copper from the waste rock, which ironically, a lot of it is iron, believe it or not. We call it slag.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, so then the slag is skimmed off and sent back to the reverb to be further, um, refined because you got to squeeze everything you can out of it.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm 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 suddenly thinking about some of this stuff. I'm just like, this sounds suspiciously like a lot of stuff that I've gone through in modded Minecraft, but you know what? Mm, later.
2: Yeah. At the very end, the, the copper is about as pure as they can get it in that stage, and then it's poured out and transferred to yet another set of cauldrons, or another set of uh, vats, where it's refined even further. And from there... From those, that is where you actually pour the copper into molds, and then they are the the molds are um, cooled. Obviously, they come off, and a forklift puts them into train cars, and then they go. Actually, they go to Montreal um, for even further refinement because there's trace metals in there that um, we can't, we didn't have the technology to separate things like gold, cadmium, etc. So it's a, it's a it's a fairly long process fairly involved. Yeah. So this reactor would actually have gotten rid of um, the roasters, the reverb, and the converters. Basically, the feed for the, the feed would come from the bedding bins, so in that sort of moist state and go directly into the reactor, And it would be the reactor that actually did all of the refining up until the separation of the slag from the copper all in one chamber, rather than these four chambers plus the roasters. So that's about a, that is a significant reduction in production time. Would have been great. It was a billion dollar upgrade project. Um, a combination of city provincial or no, a combination of company, provincial and federal funding to pull this off. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Three outside contracting firms came in to start the work on this. And the unions killed it. Billion dollars went up in smoke. That reactor stayed out on the tracks where from where it came in and basically rusted. Why? Uh, Mismanagement greed and a lot of fear mongering on the part of some of the local people about the best, the other, the other half of the project was something called pressure leaching for their zinc uh, side that got in. And now because of environmental concerns, Um, that copper smelter doesn't work. It's no longer functioning because if they wanted to try it again, it would be too expensive. No company was willing to to go through with it. So now any of the copper that's mined has to go somewhere else to be refined. So what I'm getting at with that is you talk about the chemicals and stuff in the steel plants up in, um, up in that area in Pennsylvania and in in, around Buffalo and stuff. Some companies try to improve on that, but they're met again with resistance from, you know, and it kind of like a cult of personality. You know, that is, people don't
0: understand. Some people would understand it. Many people would not. I, like I said, I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised on Long Island. I moved up here to the Buffalo area, you know, when I was 21, 20, sorry. No, it was 22, I was 23. I did not realize how old Buffalo is. And by old, how how old Buffalo is, I mean the people in general, the thinking. Buffalo is one of those places where, like I said, steel was its big boom industry. Ditto for Pittsburgh. The difference is Pittsburgh went ahead and revitalized itself. It didn't just go ahead and say, you know what, we're, we're a steel town and we're going to go ahead and we're just going to keep that as, as our, our namesake and our heritage and the whole thing. And no, man, they, they, they revitalized. They took pieces of the, uh, that were left over from the old smelting plants and an artist turned it into a statue of Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. For those of you that have seen the picture from, you know, when I've done Breakfast with Fred, that is made from the steel that was left over from the old steel mills and steel uh, plants. It's just leftover pieces. And, and you know, it's a, it's a great legacy. Versus Buffalo, where they just let the steel plant sit. Empty. Empty eventually rusting and falling apart. They refused to take down the old grain elevators, of which there are three of them, very, very large grain elevators, on the Niagara River, right near the Peace Bridge. Was the Peace Bridge over there? Yes, the Peace Bridge. Because... It's always been here as long as I've remembered. So, why should we tear down such an item? Why should we ever? Because it's always been there. It's entirely yeah. the problem of just not being willing to <sighs> reinvestigate what's actually happening
2: with stuff. And. Yeah. And and that's the thing with like if I, I know there's a big push right now to try to get the manufacturing jobs back in the states, as well as other other industries like pharmaceuticals, for instance. Um the thing is these days you've got to be more conscious of um you know, you're you're. Uh, uh, I hate to say it, you got to be more environmentally conscious. Well, it's true about, you know, like you, you look look at up here on the oil sands right now. You know, if I if I had a penny for every um, facial piercing individual that comes up and you know yells and screams about the oil industry while wearing a polyester shirt and driving a car and using a cell phone that's mostly made out of plastic. Um, you know, I could retire on that, but I have, I have family in the industry and they keep me, they actually, um, they they keep me informed on some of the technology that's happening these days. Back in the 80s, the oil sands were unattainable because they they did not have a way to extract the oil from the sand. They eventually did, but now, but it involved collecting the sand. And that's where you saw companies, I think it was Suncor and a couple of other U.S. companies came up here and basically did the equivalent of strip mining in some places. And those are the pictures that we see, you know, even today of, you know, the, the, the dastardly oil corporations that are doing this. But they're not anymore. Nowadays, they're using, they have a nice little facility built above ground. And they just got these drills that go under the ground. One's a collector, the other one um shoots superheated steam into the soil to basically boil the oil out of it out of the sand and the second drill collects it there's like almost no surface disturbance at all this this is the way it's been done as of late. So, I mean, things do evolve. The oil companies, they had to be agile enough to do that. And so, if the manufacturing does come back to the States, they have to do so with the knowledge that they also have to be agile and that when things change, or that they have to embrace new innovations. Now, a uh, company i used to work for furniture company we were going to actually do a deal with china with with one of the companies there they they had some furniture lines that they wanted to bring over to the over to canada we were going to be their distribution partner although to be perfectly honest i took one look at they sent a couple of suites over to to show us and it was like i think i would have gone another way with that veneer pattern there buddy Let's just say that, that particular type of bamboo that they were using was not very good. But they showed us, they, we saw videos and pictures of their facility. Their stains, solvent based. So that's the stuff that you inhale, you get a major case of heartburn because it smells like paint thinner. What do they do with the stuff when they're done with it? Yeah, dump it in the river there is no concern on the part of the Chinese for the environment. So a lot of the restrictions that we have over here, because we actually give a damn, they don't have. And as a result, it's cheaper to manufacture stuff over there, you know, to say nothing of the slave labor, there are a lot less restrictions over there so that companies don't have to put up all this upfront money, to manufacture in in these countries. Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to get to this one.
0: Uh, really quickly, first off, uh, Joe, uh, dumping stuff into uh, uh, into a river, uh, if memory serves, that can end pretty poorly if there's an ignition that happens, right? <sighs> he knows <laughs> exactly what coming. I'm... He, he knows exactly where I'm going on this. Yes,
1: I, I I do. Um, and there's actually a reason,
0: because uh, Joseph is back, by the way. So af- after you kind of explain about this, I'm going to be rolling over his way for uh, something yes. else.
1: If anybody's familiar with the Cuyahoga River, yes, there is such a thing. Yeah. Um, tell you what. Just a brief synopsis. Very As Cleveland emerged as the major center of manufacturing in Ohio, the river became heavily affected by industrial pollution, so much so that it caught fire at least 13 times. Most famously, on June 22nd, 1969, helping to spur the American environmental movement. Yeah.
0: Can't imagine why. And now, Joseph, first off, of course, welcome back. Good to have you back. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And now your microphone is oh, very what? like it was before. Like it was before.
4: What? Back down again?
0: Well that's down is, buzzing my... and we've got an echo. Yeah, it sounds like you've got oh, like a, yeah. a, a grab loop echo. Grab uh, loop echo. Uh, okay. a grab loop.
4: Okay, let's try this. <laughs>
0: And he disconnected <laughs> so that, okay, he's probably uh, reconnecting with a different microphone. So if things work the way it's supposed to, let's see, it should be five, four, three, two.
2: Nope. Yes, not two. <laughs> now holding at two. Two. <laughs> Great. All right. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, you know, I I like the idea of. Any any government body that wants to bring manufacturing back, because the amount of good-paying jobs that could create for the economy, like it's in this respect that I actually do like a little bit of regulation on the part of the government to, um, to, to say to businesses, look. You want to put a made in America thing on your stuff, then it better be made in America all the way. Otherwise, and I, I seem to recall the orange man saying something about a, uh, an obscenely high tariff or tax on places that outsourced their manufacturing to other countries. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a whole other thing. Actually, yeah. hold that thought right there. Uh two things. First off, Joe
1: um yes. the frick. That is what the uh that's what floated on the surface of the Cuyahoga, uh, Cuyahoga River in nineteen what was it, sixty seven, sixty nine?
2: yeah
0: That is yeah. wow. Okay. Um I will find a way of getting that uh, Wow. I will see about getting pictures uh, into the show notes for, for folks to mm-hmm. take a look at. Uh, but I want to I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit uh, to a couple of pieces. Um, and Joe and Bridget, because you guys would know this uh, a hell of a lot better than we would, because I I know very little about it. Since you guys were both in the military, the uh, Joe we've kind of talked about it a little bit before. The stuff that was supposed to happen for folks that were in the military, the the quote-unquote G.I. Bill, which has mm-hmm. been much maligned, much lauded, sometimes both at the same time because of, of stuff.
1: What was that supposed to do for you guys? G.I. Bill? Yeah. Uh, depending on how long you had served... Now there are there are two, in fact, um, the Montgomery GI Bill, which was <clears throat> when I first went in, uh, and what they released shortly after, which was the Post 9/11 GI Bill. Uh, they were they were two separate entities, but basically the idea being that you served your you served a certain amount of time. And based on the amount of time you served, the GI Bill would pay for, you know, so many years worth of uh, college tuition.
0: And for you, Bridget, was there anything that uh, happened with that for you or did you take advantage of any of that or?
3: Well, when I was in we had to put in a hundred dollars a month for a year. And then I, they would give us back ten thousand eight hundred towards school.
0: That's that's not a bad investment, really.
1: Not really, no. Um difference being that under the Montgomery G. I. bill, they gave the money directly to you and then you handled your own tuition. Whereas with the post 9-11 GI Bill, they directly paid the college, and the only money you received would be uh, what, uh, what we would refer to as the cost of living stipend uh, while you were a full-time student, if you were a full-time student.
2: Wow. Is, is anyone else thinking that's a little shady? Well, yes and no. I mean, for one thing, the
0: idea of going into uh, a a a job that is, let's face it, known for well for uh, people occasionally uh, what's the word that I'm looking for dying usually not multiple times, uh, in order to get um, you know college paid for that's that that part in and of itself is is definitely shady, but the idea of as a if you will a gratuity to say. We will pay for your college and give you a little bit of extra for having worked for us. You know, if you're a coastie or if you're working, you know, stateside in in a in a, you know, number cruncher office, you know, that would be nice. But yeah. that doesn't usually happen.
2: Well, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking more in terms of um so you put in this money and then you you basically choose your college and then they they cut the check directly to the college and, you know, give you whatever's left over rather than just give you everything, say, see you later. Well, I, you- I, I guess I can see it in terms of people who would want to game the system
1: under the post
2: nine eleven GI
1: Bill. Uh, you would not get whatever would be left over. They they stopped Montgomery GI Bill, I believe, uh, for a certain number of years, it was like $400,000 that they would cover. <sighs> or no, um, that, that's that sounds... That's not
3: what I was... Uh, that, sounds,
1: that sounds a bit high. Does. um I'm probably a little wrong with that. It's been, let's see, how many years since I got out? A few. A few. So Yeah, see, they
3: kept mine at $10,800. The,
1: the thing is... The post 9-11 GI Bill came about as a result of the surge. Let's face it, as many people as they hired on, they were never going to be able to just give everybody, you know, a solid check of so much money. Uh, So what they ended up doing was just deciding, you know what? We'll pay for the tuition directly. And if you're a full-time student, you will receive per month, the equivalent of, I believe, E5BAH, uh, which is Basic Housing Allowance. Uh, I know the acronym doesn't work, but there's it, the military officially called it something else. I can't remember at the time.
3: But yeah, yeah, anyway, you.
1: but you would receive that adjusted for whichever state your college was in. So that if you were a full-time student, you had in you had money for things like rent and food and whatnot. So you didn't have to worry about trying to hold down a job while also attending classes.
0: Okay, uh, Joseph, welcome back. How are you doing at this point? Well, uh, fine. Uh, much better? better, much better. Okay, so earlier we uh, we well, Dallin had specifically talked about you because, you know, your, one of your big things is the whole people survive by imitation. And you've, you've talked about that multiple, multiple times because, well, it tends to be very applicable for so damn many different things. And I'm kind of thinking about, you know, pulling that into this because, well, it's right in your wheelhouse. The idea that there are people that will simply do exactly that. They will just follow the leader. They will be part of the part of the machine, following along, imitating whoever it is that's around them at their level of importance, because it seems to be beneficial to them in the little world that they occupy at that point.
4: Yeah, but what context?
0: I'm sorry, a little bit, uh, a, a little bit closer to your microphone, if you could.
4: Okay. Yeah what what's the context?
0: What the idea. Sorry, uh, the idea that um, that kind of goes along with the the whole piece about that, um. The the quote unquote cult of personality is what it basically boils down to where it could be because of some economic doctrine it could be because of uh you know the group like uh, the Jim Joneses or the uh whatever religious groups because they are uh what's what's a, what's a prime example of that? Uh, the Jehovah's witnesses because once you're out you're no longer part of well you lose your family, you lose your friends sometimes you lose your job and how 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 much of a disservice it really is the sorry Bridget, what's the word again Which word are you looking for? the word I keep getting you to, to say over and over again
3: Unethical
0: thank you that how unethical it really is for the people who are quote unquote, At the head of the pyramid in charge of these groups like Jim Jones or, you know, the head of a country who are intentionally misrepresenting facts because of whatever it is that they want to try to make or make not happen. That people need to. Learn enough to be able to break out of these cycles, and it's so hard to be able to to convince them to get the hell out.
4: Yeah, it's it's not so much about learning, about taking decision. Am I coming through all? Uh,
0: d- mostly so. I'm going to mute myself to to try to help uh, along and make sure that it's not cutting you off.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry I'm having lose <laughs> um, <clears throat> here. But if you didn't hear it's, uh, it's not so much about learning. It's more about um, it's almost it's a thought mode. Um, you know, either you rely on somebody else decisions for you the orders or you take the response self. Yeah. That seems to be the switch. And when you're talking about the people at the top, it's really hard to determine whether the guy at the top is himself if he is aware of what being or if
2: in chief. I mean, and that's where a lot of it comes from is like I was saying in one of my earlier things I talked about with the, uh, the head of that firm that built the shopping mall is he was told that if these faulty struts were used, there would be a collapse. And, you know, he just said, well, we're, we're going to go with it anyway, because. You know, we, we can't afford it, or we're on a deadline, or nah, it'll be fine.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's this. Sorry, go on.
4: Yeah, uh, um, you know, in in when we look at the economy, <clears throat> the the economy becomes almost like a pyramid of table stacked on top of the level below is waiting for the scraps fall from. But I mean, if you take the responsibility, you're not waiting scraps. Yeah. where are the, the services well, you provide to the economy all that it-
0: yeah i'm sorry it it the the softer your voice gets the quicker it keeps cutting you off that's why i was asking you to be closer to your microphone cuz this early in the morning i don't think that you really want to be you know speaking in a very you know large voice to your with people around, you know, still sleeping on a Sunday morning in yeah. France cuz I mean, well, I'm <clears throat>
4: yeah, I think I'm going to invest.
0: Yeah, Well, we'll uh, uh, let's see what we can kind of do to help you along with that, maybe just just a little bit.
2: Anyway,
4: uh, uh I, what, what what was Dallin saying earlier about um
2: no, you while mentioned- you were g- yeah, while you were gone, I, I talked about a, a story that I t- I learned in an engineering class, or one of my engineering classes. Uh, it was it was more to do with ethics, but it was basically a uh, an engineer who had designed a, mall, a shopping mall, and these particular oh, okay. supports, yeah, these particular supports had to be made a certain way in order to be proper load bearing supports, and the guy who put them together did it wrong. And it was, they, they were so close to a deadline that they couldn't be redone. And so the guy was frantically trying to, you know, come up with a way to fix them. But the manager, um, the the shift boss or whatever, he just said, look, um, just don't tell anybody. Because we don't want to incite a panic or we don't want to stop this. It's our reputation that's on the line type of thing. And the mall actually, well, the mall ended up collapsing. Yeah, it it fell apart. The guy, the engineer ended up taking all the heat for it, even though he tried to correct everything because they used him as a scapegoat. Um, That particular manager, yeah, that particular manager lost that job. But in a couple of years, he started up another job and he was fine. You know, the other the the engineer took him something like ten years to get his reputation back, and I remember saying like this guy tried to do everything right, and you know everybody's just struggling. They're just like, well, what are you going to do? And you know, the, yeah, yeah, these days you're on YouTube, you're on Twitter, and you'll write a book about it. <laughs> you know,
4: yeah, um, and, and be forgot,
2: yeah. But the other thing I, I thought about too was Jaws. Like the the whole thing about, you know, um, a certain individual who's in office right now didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to quote unquote incite a panic. That was what the mayor in the, in the movie Jaws did too. They didn't want to tell anybody about the shark because it would have caused a panic. Yeah. So, and you can
4: see that it really funny. It, Survive by the it's the element mm-hmm. in the room. We're all aware of it. Yeah. And that engineer is probably, you know, if you are a you crit- do take risk. Well,
2: yeah, if you trying, take to risk. Assert,
4: trying, trying to insert yourself into a survival system. Um, yeah, that that's the result you Mm hmm.
2: So it's like, and the other thing the I said was is
4: to make the the managers if they're making they put some impossible position. There's no right to to make.
2: Yeah,
0: I wanna I wanna I wanna point something out real quick. Uh, I I could have used this at, at the end of it all, but uh, I, I just wanted to make a point of this. When my grandfather on my father's side, who was from Italy. Was having a house built out on Long Island. He went out there to check on it, and he looked at the foundation that the guys were working on. Saw that it was not straight; it was not plumb. And he went over to a couple of the guys that were working on it and and was trying to talk to them in English and saying, "You know, th- there's something wrong with this. this 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 wall that you're working on right here. This is this is not straight. This is not plumb." And the two guys that were there were italian and they were talking to each other in italian you know just basically it came down to you know just ignore him he'll he'll just go away he'll get all upset and you know one once twice he, he grandfather's just like you know guys you need to get up you need to fix this this is wrong just, he he can just piss off. He doesn't understand what the hell we're talking about because his English was that good. And then he went ahead and he lambasted them really quickly in back into Italian, full spread. Get your foreman here now. Fear a god at them. They went white. They got the foreman. The foreman said, "You're right. Did the right thing and made them rip it apart and put it back together again." Correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, this goes back a long ways at this point. This goes back 80 years, give or take. Yeah, I'm, I'm futzing my numbers. I know a lot. But isn't that what it really should come down to? It used to be, used to be, personal responsibility and it used to be personal ethics. And it used to be quality over
2: quantity. Because it also was pride in your work. Bingo. Isn't that the way that it used to be?
4: Pride could also be the, your, <clears throat> your sense, well, the knowledge of the value of
2: Yeah, but I think there's a big culture shift these days to where you could be the superstar of, of your company, of your team. And even though you pull off, you know, the, the, the Scotty grade miracle. Yeah, I went there. It's okay. Um, there's no recognition or there's, there's from management, it's either an attaboy or a shrug. And it's like, well, that's what we expect of you. I, I, and it's, it's got nothing to do with, um, you know, corporate ethics or anything like that. It's not like, okay, look, I just pulled off this miracle. Where's my bonus. Although some people might think that, I think a lot of people these days look at it and go, okay, what, of what, like, what's the point of pushing myself if nobody recognizes what I'm doing? And it's like, it's as if pride in your work isn't enough for some people these days. They, they expect to be rewarded or lauded or celebrated I I think there's some of that these days. It
4: really.
3: Well, I can tell you why. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because uh, at least here in the States, corporations have made it perfectly clear that we're all expendable and we could lose our jobs at any time. And there's no loyalty there.
2: Well, because there's, yeah.
3: And if an employer is not going to be loyal to you, then why should you be loyal to them?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Joseph, you were trying to say just uh, just before.
4: Oh, I was just... <clears throat> about Dallin, uh, what he said about reward. There's a huge difference knowing the value of work, the sense of... Will be compensated for your work. Yeah. And just um, getting a pat on the head from guy upstairs without really understanding what she did. Because, I mean, some people get.
2: And you see, this will be, th- All be the another.
4: people get reward.
2: Yeah.
4: And the people who are really doing.
2: Yeah this will be one nice thing about if the manufacturing jobs do come back to the States is that suddenly with so many people working again, it will become the employees market instead of the employer's market. And these people that are like how Bridget said that, you know, Hey, you, I can get rid of you at any time because there's 500 people willing to take your job. Well, what if there were enough, of the blue collar economically stimulating jobs out there for people to take so that an employer would go, yeah, I can get rid of you, but you know, and there are 500 people, but he opens the door and is like, Oh wait, they all have good jobs. And I just lost one of my key employees. Yeah. I I think that's the important part is putting it back to, putting it back to the point where it is the person who can choose the job and that the employer will want them and will want to retain them because they know that, yeah, if, if I let this guy go, I may have a hard time filling their shoes. You know, that's where we need to be, I think.
3: Yeah.
4: But for that to happen, Trade.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: It's often not the case.
2: Yeah, just these companies have to stop outsourcing. I mean, I'm not like, and I'm talking the, you know, whatever jobs have been outsourced to the, you know, to to places like China, other places where they can pay people pennies a day, like. An iPhone assembly line. An iPhone's what now thousand plus dollars right now? Isn't that isn't that yeah. the price these yeah. days? Let's let's just let's just say give or take. It's, yeah, okay. it's at
0: least several hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, but I can guarantee you the markup is mind bendingly incredible. Because I can guarantee you that the people who are assembling them over overseas are not seeing a large piece of those profits. Not at all. And if people, you know, if they bring that manufacturing back here and they say, "Well, then we're going to have to charge ten thousand dollars for the iPhone," like no, because now you're going to have to play what the market will bear. And if the market says I can only afford I can only afford a, a six hundred dollar phone, guess what? You're going to build a $600 phone. And oh, you don't, you're only going to pay people $5 a day. Well, they're all going to quit. And oh, look, nobody will want to come work for you. So, where, who's going to take the pay cut? The billionaire managers are going to take the pay cuts. Otherwise, they're not going to have any money left. It's not a pay
4: cut. It's it's a profit. um, Yeah. And what is profit? I mean, profit is money you earn above the real cost of whatever you. Yeah,
2: it's it's revenue less expenses.
4: Yeah, in labor, it means basically when you're taking profit, you're you're taking more than you're you're taking from the economy. More than what you, that's what a profit. Yeah. And and it, like a 20, 20% profit, terrible. Yeah. But if you look at the markup like that.
2: Yeah. You know, and I mean, there, there are some sectors out there that seem to think that America is, they shouldn't have to, you know, they, they are more of an intellectual center of business. That it's all, you know, the, the programming or the, the, the concepts or the marketing. They, they shouldn't have to sully themselves with the, with the grunt work to build the $1,000 iPhone or whatever. Yeah, I, I rag on Apple because, hey, I'm an Android user. Screw off. Um, but, I mean, imagine if the iPhone manufacturing was done in the States. Okay, so you need metal to for for parts. Okay, what if you had that locally? What what if you actually refined the raw materials also in the States? Like, what if the US became a self-contained industrial entity? That it could manufacture, that it could refine its own metals, manufacture its own plastics, assemble the products all in-house. Or, again, make your own damn drugs. That's, that's the one I go for the most because when I've learned that a lot of the pharmaceuticals that you guys use come from China. And let's just say relations between you guys and that particular country are not doing so well right now because of allegations and stuff. That is very dangerous. yeah anyway. because all they have to say, well, look what happened with the with the masks. There was a, there was a couple of boatloads of them coming from China over to you. And the pandemic got insane and China said, yeah, turn those boats around. we need the masks. even though it's an American company. See, yeah. there, there's a there's the thing about being self sufficient, and it, it it's kind of like a, a national sense of personal responsibility. It's something to think about.
0: Yeah. Um, please forgive me. I, I need to kind of wrap this a little bit quickly yeah, yeah. because I'm I'm a little. I've said on on a couple of uh, a couple of other occasions. I have been really bad about being able to get a uh, proper restful sleep. And I've had some real, uh, exhaust, uh, exhausted days. So right now I'm a little, never mind the wine at the moment. I'm kind of just holding on at the moment. So I want to, I want to go ahead and wrap this real quick. Uh, down, please forgive me. You've kind of, what you end up saying sounds like a, a good spot for.
2: Uh, yeah. If no, it's, it's all good. It's all good there. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, Joseph, uh, I know that you haven't had a lot of time because of the way that stuff has gotten. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to close with really quickly before I have to get us out? No, oh no. Okay, we'll go there. Uh, Joey, something, something for you. Uh,
1: no, I'm I'm good for now. Apologize for the uh, silence there. I had had to use... uh, I had to excuse myself.
0: That's all right. It such happens. Uh, Bridget, for for you.
3: No. I'm good.
0: Okay. Um, I'll make this quick. Because um, uh, who... who, uh, uh, Stephanie had kind of... Well, both Stephanie and Phyllis, by the way, guys, I, yes, I had I had been reading. I just, with everything I'm trying to work through and, and everything. Uh, they had they had mentioned a couple of things that were of uh, uh, about economics over here. Um, Stephanie, most managers have not got a clue what their people actually do and only realize they've lost a key worker when said worker walks. Uh, Felix had said, I read someplace, you are no longer paid for the job you do, but for what it would cost to replace you. Yeah, what do economics have to do with the overall topic? It's true. You don't realize because you look at the wrong metric of what this stuff does. People don't understand how evolution works. And evolution applies even to economics, or it applies to anything. If you have something on a graph, and it is a direct 90 degree angle, it is going to continue forever on that path. If it's off by even one arc second per million units, it will change over time, over distance. If it's 90 degrees and one arc second per million, there will still be a change. And that change happens over time. And you may not notice it for a long time, but it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And if you intentionally ignore that problem, ignore that change, especially willfully, suddenly you get into the opportunities that are exactly expressed. Like Dallin said, here in the U.S., stuff gets manufactured in China almost for everything. Almost. Some things, not so much. A lot of things. Because of economics, you trim costs. It's cheaper over there? Cool. Cool. We'll just keep doing it over there. And the alternative is do it over here with people that you then have to pay a real wage that you have to charge a real product price. And it cuts into your profits, which in and of itself is kind of dubious in a lot of ways. Yeah. Folks, if you ignore what happens intentionally because it's short-term advantageous there is only one word for it Bridget
3: unethical cool.
0: keep that in mind for yourselves for later it's a good word to remember we got to get out of here because I'm not doing real good right now so everybody thank you very much for being with us tonight hope that you had yourselves uh, fun thinking about the stuff that we've got to talk about and Found something worthwhile to think about from all of our perspectives. Everybody, thank you very much, Joseph. uh you know, I, I, I will, I will look around. I will scrounge around. I will see if there are a couple of uh, a couple of euros I can find. That I'm, I'm sure I've got some francs hanging around somewhere. I could, I could mail them off to you if you'd like. For what? I help you get a microphone or something. I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> I have a job, man. And you got a bonus, so you know what? Fine, screw you, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. You have yourself a good week and you take anyway. care of yourself. Yeah, you t- thank you, man. Joe, you take care of yourself and, and um you know whatever else is going on,
1: just be careful. Wrong button for the mute. <laughs>
0: That's brilliant.
1: You take care of yourself. Uh, i I do what I can. Um, got something that's going to be happening here shortly. Uh, not sure how much you or Dallin would know about it. You might. You might not. I don't know. Depends on who's been talking to who, but I'll talk about that later.
0: Who is talking to whom? I think. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm... Not doing a good, but regardless, you have yourself a good night. You, you stay safe this week, eh? Hey?
1: Yep, work per usual.
0: Fair enough. Bridget, hon, hi. Thanks. You, 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 you know. Try to take care of yourself. Just be safe.
3: Yeah, I will try.
0: <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself uh, kind of, um, kind of like uh, uh, available. For uh Thursday nights because we haven't exactly had a a, a for real uh COVID check in night in a long time I think we should see about uh, pushing that again pushing that out again.
3: Yeah, I think some people were kind of indicating that uh, we haven't had one in a while, and they think it would be a good idea because we're overdue.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good plan. So we'll see about that. So, what all things would you like to go ahead and? plug right about now besides uh mike pence in the back of his head with a clue by four
3: yeah he 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 needs it he seriously needs it well you can send me a friend request on facebook bridget fitch or find me at my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com and fuck mike pence
0: See, we can we can get away with saying that he needs to be hit in the head with a clue by four because there is no such thing as a clue by four, so we can go ahead and talk about that all we want, can't we?
3: And fuck Trump too. Yeah, you know what?
0: Now, uh, I, I mean,
3: um, yeah. I hope he. Go, I hope we get rid of him somehow.
0: You know, I, I was going to say maybe he's got syphilis, but I I, I really don't want to. You know. I really don't want him to be arrested for tax evasion. There's a there's a history item for folks. A, who the hell am I thinking of? Went to Alcatraz, tax evasion. Capone. Thank you. Couldn't remember for the life of me for whatever Oh, well,
3: if, if he arrested for tax evasion, that would be fine with me.
0: Yes. <laughs> Fine, we'll, see, we'll see.
3: get a hold of them. Sure, I'd be good for that. We'll,
0: we'll take we'll take that, Dallin, Um, I did see uh my 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 phone downloader went absolutely batshit earlier, so thank you very much. Well, you got your a day. good data plan. <laughs> well, it's all the Wi-Fi, so it's
2: different. Yeah, I've actually got the uh, I got the next structure and everything queued up. So uh once all the notes are done and everything, probably in the morning, I'll check it. I appreciate. Um that. Yeah, and if anybody's wondering what I'm talking about, of course, I've got the audio version of this show in podcast format over at holy crap um, Got my own site for when I'm feeling the need to bash my head against the wall and instead use a keyboard. Uh, that's over at in the wind.y05.ca. And thanks to a development on Thursday, I now really do have to get off my butt. And stay consistent with my new podcast, The Kick in the Cast, over at podshare.com slash kick in the cast. I'm still getting used to that particular URL.
0: No worries, man. But again, of course, as always, thank you. Yep, no worries. So all the information that you need for us is over at the website. Uh, if you would like to leave a voicemail message, phone number for that five five four eight five nine four two eight eight five five four. 859 We can find us all over the place, uh, you know, pretty easily anywhere. And um, just thank you guys for being with us. Um, real quick before we leave, there was, uh, there is a, 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 radio podcaster that uh, that we know, that has been on our show before, that is probably not going to hear this, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway. I know full well that being in this kind of medium, whether it's a person-to-person podcast recording actually on radio, it's talking into the ether and hoping the hell that you connect with somebody because you can't read the room When you do it on radio, especially, we're lucky enough that we can actually see each other. They don't always have that luxury. So, a little nod to uh, somebody I know west of me, and how far west, I'm not going to say. Just go ahead and I'll say this You're doing a good job, man. Don't ever worry about that part. You're not a failure. You're doing a good job. So everybody, you all take care of yourselves. We will see you uh, again next week. And uh, hopefully I will be in a much better position at that point. So until the next time we get together, everyone, please stay safe. As always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady... Happy meeting anniversary. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me.
2: Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages theme music is twisted by kevin mcleod available at incompetech.com and on behalf of all of us here thank you for listening